For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I am your host, Javon J. Love Adams, alongside the one, the only, my partner, my brother, the one and only Ed Easy Smith, former professional baseball player, former uh, professional football player, played in the NFL Europe, played in the XFL, but most importantly, played in the NFL, what is good, man? Man, it's good to be back at it, man. Another week down, and we uh, officially hit the halfway point for the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna. So that is a good segue. So again, we we playing like offensive linemen around here. We get to know everything about what's going on with one another around here. So, uh, so we're gonna talk about that. The Cardinals, unfortunately, that three game winning streak came to an end. And we kind of anticipated that they ran out, not a buzzsaw, but they ran into a team that's just better than them when they played the the New Orleans Saints. They went to the Superdome, and so they they came out with the L. And so we're going to talk about that a bit. And as Ed alluded to, that it is the midway point. So I want to give kind of some grades, offense, defense, special teams, and the coach as well. So you can take that wherever we take it once we talk about that. And looking ahead to... The Thursday night game, which should be interesting because it's, both teams, the San, the San Francisco 49ers are coming here to Arizona. They'll be playing. So this is a rivalry game, but the, the San Francisco 49ers come in 7-0. and They may have, as as my partner likes to say, you got to play who's on your schedule, but they seem to be dominating the people that they, the, the, the teams that they play. So that's going to be interesting as well. And then at the end, of course, we're going to make our picks, but something interesting that happened with the NCAA today that I want to get uh, that I want to get my partner's uh, opinion on and we'll, we'll talk about that in terms of when we get to that point so first off Ed, so your thoughts on this game between the New Orleans Saints ultimately again the Cardinals came up short there it seems to be one of the sticking points they, they ended up losing the final score was 31 to 9 there was a a fourth quarter, I mean, a fourth down play, fourth and one, going for it on the 30-yard line. I believe it was the Cardinals' 30-yard line that, that was in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, that they ended up going for, and they ended up uh, not converting and turning the ball over. And at that point in time, the game, it was, what, 10-6 around that time, I believe it was. So your thoughts on watching that game, just from an overall, it seems like what was called into question this game was – the well, two things. One, the defense just still isn't is just still not curling right. And then, secondly, Cliff Kingsbury. This was kind of that. What are you doing, coach? Moment. Mm-hmm. So, what you think? Well, for me, this game played out more than you know the way we thought it would. I, in my, in my opinion, I actually thought they played probably a little better than and held the score in check because it could have really gotten ugly. Uh, you know, great organization in the Saints. Uh, what were they six? You seven one, six seven one right now. They are. They are seven and one. Seven and one. Yes. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, after missing five games, Teddy Bridgewater held the uh, 
the, the, the team afloat in his absence. Then you go and you talk about going into a, one of the most hostile environments in all of football. So to come away, you know, on the short end of this one, I don't think it was a surprise to anybody. There were some things, though, that I think, let's call them like red or um, what's the another shade of red? A lighter shade of red flags. So let's, okay. You know, fuchsia or something like that. So we, a couple of fuchsia flags. If you, hit, you hit on one of them with the, you know, maybe some questionable play calling all brought along supposedly by analytics and stuff like that. Right. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, a clean passing day with no interceptions, but once again, no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, red zone again, man. Just we, you, you can't come away from a game uh, against the Saints with three field goals. You know, and a couple right. times we got into that red zone, we continue to to falter there. And then, man, can we even call it a running game when you rush no, 10, 11 times for forty yards? The bell cow who was Edmonds last week, obviously he gets hurt later in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there such thing as negative run game? Yeah. Because that's what we actually saw this time around. And I think I mentioned it last week. If you go there, you got to have to have a balanced attack even just to have a chance. And we didn't have any of that. And yeah. then you, you, know, you look at the passing game, a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of guys with, you know, three receptions, a two, one, Two was the common number, I think, as far as number of receptions. Uh, Christian Kirk had eight. Welcome back for 79 yards uh, on 11 targets. So, you know, they're spreading it around. But at the same time, this isn't a game about spreading it around. This is a game of, uh, you know, getting into the end zone, Mm -hmm. scoring points, and scoring more points than your opposition. Right. And we never gave ourselves a chance in that manner. And then, like you said, you brought up the Kingsbury play. So, for me... It was a little, a little good, a whole lot of bad, and a couple pieces of ugly for me. Okay. It, well, let's take it there for just, to, just to take it a, a step further. So again, New Orleans Saints with that win, they're three, they're seven and one. The the Cardinals are three, four and one. I don't think, except for those real Cardinal homers, thought that they could go into New Orleans and come out with the W. But yeah. I think in this case, it's about how they performed in that loss. Yeah, you want you still want to be to be to see some of that growth, the growth even in a loss. I would imagine, and that's what. Now you tell me if you're if put yourself in the position of the of a defensive player that sees his coach go for it on that fourth down play. Do you go if when you don't convert? Do you come in deflated because it seems like oh, some yeah. of the players kind of come in deflated because you're already your your back's already up against the wall. Well, I, and I can't remember the specifics of how they how the prior uh, series for the Saints like if the Saints scored before that. When I'm thinking they punted, we got the ball. Then we get like you said in we're in negative territory, and then we so what, what I'm saying or getting at is. That's a quick turnaround for the defense. Was it off of the? Was it off of the? Uh, the the was it off of the interception? It could have been. Yeah, I believe it could so. have been. But that is even that's a quick turnaround. Meaning, defense didn't even have a chance to get over there and get some water and some Gatorade and stuff and get a couple of bruises checked out. Good point. You know, on your third, fourth down, and all of a sudden they're kind of ready to get back on the field, but they're waiting for a long punt. Uh, which then gives you maybe a TV timeout. You got another minute or two, uh, but yeah. all of a sudden, boom! They, I'm sure dudes were like, "Wait a minute, what are they doing? They got, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa!" Looking for the helmets and stuff just in case they don't get it, which they don't. Yeah. Then you're right back in, you know, New Orleans in plus territory, and it's it's one of those things, man. That that's so hard to recover from. That's like one of those 
uh, hits in the stomach with the lights off. You didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And it's even, yeah. you know, you don't have enough time to, like, even catch your breath. It's like we're right back out there. So, you know, and I would, I'll have to go back and review the um, press conference and the, the, the factors behind the decision. But I hate, like, I think I heard the word analytics used in that decision. Yeah. And to he me. He said, I heard him say, we, we decided. And that's it's semantics. It's semantics. No, you're but right you're, on the but, head. If you're, but if you're the coach, Thank if you. you're the man, you're supposed to say I, I, I. Amen. And then when you when you win, you get you deflect and you give it to your quarterback or your defense or your offense. And that just didn't seem to happen. Did we not? Can you imagine Bill Belichick uh, referring to some dude up in the room with a clipboard saying, "Hey, Bill, it says the percentages of number of times with with fourth and one on your thirty uh, plus minus 30 if you go for it. No, this is a gut feeling that a coach has to have. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm giving them, you know, and one, it's, it's kind of one of those double-edged swords because one, you know, point you can say, well, that shows they were aggressive. and they were, But yeah. there's times to be aggressive and there are other times when it's just, it, it's head-scratching. And this was one of those head-scratching ones for me because it just, it kind of took the momentum or, because yeah, like, yeah, I think you mentioned it was still a 10-6 game somewhere in that area. Right. You can't give the, 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 the Saints a short field like that and sudden sudden change uh, just like that in your territory. That was, I mean, it is a turnover on downs. You might as well just, you know, drop back and toss them a free interception because hmm. you get the same feeling. So let's transition a little bit because we can, because of course the overall theme is just how the Cardinals are probably a little, maybe probably about right where we feel that they should be, and we can go over that. But let's let's talk about the midseason grade. So it's 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 a it's a trendy thing to do, but it is the middle of the season, eight games in, so halfway there. So the midseason grades. I want your thoughts on first coaching, the offense, the defense, and then the special teams. So I'll give mine first. So coaching, mm-hmm. I'd say. I say about I say about a C. I say about a C. I give him a C in terms of coaching. I don't think that he's there's going to be learning pains. It's it's being at a job and then they know that you're in training and then they can't get upset with you. They can't get too upset when you make mistakes as you're going. You're 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 learning. You're you're in a new environment and you're trying to learn the the ebbs and flows of this new environment. So I give him a C with that. When it comes to the the offense, I, man, offense. It's funny because they rack up yards, mm-hmm. but it's it's that red zone thing. It has me at a like a C minus. Can I give you an analogy? Uh oh, you know I love your analogies, man. So go ahead, give I'm it to get, me. I'm not. I don't want. Give, I don't want give to cut to you me. off. Give it to me. Give it's it to like me. you know you're going out with a young lady and you know you weeks and weeks <laughs> and all you're getting is kisses, right? Right. We all know that's not the ultimate goal. So it's like every every day, you know, your homies are like, hey man, you know. Well, you know, secure. I got a kiss at the end of the night, and it's like, oh wow, that ain't after the first couple of nights. That ain't doing it, dog. We need, and you know, yeah, we, yeah. let's keep it, keep it, keep it clean for you know. Yes, but I'm indeed. Saying, yes, indeed. We need pay dirt. We need to hit pay dirt, and we're yes. not hitting pay dirt. So that offense, like I said, it's all gravy when you're talking about. Oh, you know, it's uh, uh, they're putting up all these yards, uh, but you look at their red zone efficiency. And then you look at the number of games, and we'll get to Kyler Murray specifically. Yes. We'll get to the number of games that Kyler has thrown zero touchdown passes. Now, you can say, well, he hasn't thrown any interceptions as well. Like I'm saying, you want to get a kiss or do you want to get, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just saying, at this point, we need more from them. Right. This is true. And when I look at the defense, the defense, man, I in the, fir- the first couple games of the season, I think that they were – they. I think they they acquit, acquitted themselves well. 
Um, I try to give them probably a C minus as well. And they had it was better against the the New York Giants, but then again, that's that's a lesser opponent. That's probably they're they're probably evenly matched in that regard. And Patrick Peterson was back, but he was also back for the game against the Saints. And it seems as in they didn't either deploy. You know, Vance Joseph didn't 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 call an aggressive enough game, or they don't have the pieces to be able to call an aggressive enough game against somebody who's better than them, but giving giving themselves a chance to be competitive in a game like that. And then with special teams, um, special teams. I think for the most, I mean, heck, in the beginning of the season. The, the the kickers are one that was putting all the points up. So if nothing else, I give them a B. Yeah, give them a B on special teams. I don't think they're necess- the pun- punting can be questionable at times, um, but I would say I give them a B, maybe a B minus, kind of bordering along those things. But what do you got, Ed? What do you? What do you all got? right, I'm a coaching wise man. I, I'm going to go right along the same grade as you, a C, maybe a C minus, but I give them the benefit of that because this is the first experience for Kingsbury. So you know there are going to be some bumps and bruises. There are going to be some instances like. This past game going on, you know, fourth down in your territory. I'm still not seeing that dynamic presence on the sideline. And I'm the other thing that I'm very unimpressed with to this point is adjustments at halftime. Okay, you, know, you come into a game yes. with your game plan, but I don't. I'm not seeing enough changing of the plan in game, especially. Uh, you know, because you, you watch Belichick and certain coaches, they come especially off. Of it. Oh God, especially they come Belichick. off, and everybody's got the. The iPad or the clipboard, and they're going over stuff. And then you can always tell when they come out after half, meaning those other teams. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, you can tell there's different formations. There's different this. They pick up the tempo. Uh, they're picking on a particular weakness they see. In the, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing we're going to run our game plan from first quarter to fourth quarter. So that's why I'm still, you know, I'm going to give them a C, C minus because I'm not seeing that. Okay. Uh, offensively, I explained it, man. We're at that point where you can put up all the yards and clean sheets as you want with no interceptions, but if you're not throwing the ball up the field, you're not scoring touchdowns, and the red zone inefficiency as well, I'm looking at a C- minus or D in that effect. Because they, the, they play on the outside. So Man, they play horizontal, about horizontal a yeah. game as you can imagine. I watch that all the time yeah. too. Everything. Now think about this. You're, I mean, you're, it's third and ten, and you're throwing – five-yard outs or stuff, you know, where the receivers are stopping right across the middle at five or six. You're not seeing those elevated passes or stuff to stretch the defense. Right. And then it gets, I keep saying this, it gets even worse in the red zone because everything's condensed. Yes. So that right there is part of our problem. Defensively, man, oh, goodness. Oh. Well, I'm still waiting on, I guess, everything to come together. Um, I will give them... I'll actually give them a C. Okay. I was flirting with C plus, but I'll give them a C just because, you know, they, they have the three victories. They've been on the road. Going to New Orleans, there's no shame in the game in terms of, you know, giving up 30, what, 31, 31 points to, to, to the, the Saints. The, the problem I have, the biggest problem I have is that dog on tight end position. And I think that, you know, we can't classify him as a tight end, but that Taysom Hill who's like the, the jack-of-all-trades. Right. That dude was killing us, man. This is a, a backup quarterback. Backup, yeah. And I know he does it to others, too. But, man, I mean, there was a couple times I was like, where's the, you know, who's supposed to be covering this dude? Right, right. Just because he's wearing seven don't mean we can't classify him. He could have had an eight in front of that seven as well. Right, right. He pretty much beat us up. So, um, special teams, and I was listening to you, 
Field goal team is pretty good, but if you think about it, nothing else exciting at all. There's been no returns. Good point. There's good been point. we haven't blocked anything. We haven't done. so on that front. I'm actually going. You, you remember you just get them incompletes. Yes. Uh, some assignments missing. So we'll get back to that. You can okay. make them up. Okay. You know, so I'm giving an incomplete as far as the special teams because it has been nothing special. Um, I can't say they've lost any games, but they haven't won any games for us either. Okay. All right. So let us move into talk a little bit about the – man, San Francisco comes in 7-0. and And they're coming in 7-0. When, uh, when you look at some of the stats now, Garoppolo is not – He's 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 just there. They are a running team. Mm-hmm. They are a running team. And speaking of running, the the Cardinals ended up uh, trading for Drake yeah. this week. So we'll see how how that works. We know uh, DJ Foster. He's on the injury reserve again mm-hmm. for second second year in a row. That 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 trade for Drake lets us know that Johnson is probably not going to be playing. And then we know what happened, unfortunately, with Edmonds. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a hamstring. Hammy. So and it's probably and the the word was a few weeks. So there, all of a sudden, what was what we were debating about being able to trade somebody? Now all of a sudden, they're they're bringing in people off the street to try to trade and giving up draft picks and all this stuff. So, but when we when we talk about the the San Francisco 49ers, man, they run the ball and they'll run the ball and they'll do what they need to do. And their defense is bad, and I mean not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. <laughs> when you're looking at just some of the things where where you're looking at with. For their defensive rank, when it comes to uh, when it comes to yards, they're number one in terms of the defensive rank. When it comes to touchdowns, they're number two. When it comes to uh, when it comes to rushing, they are they're actually number eleven. So, but again, there are no running backs in our line compared to their defensive line. That's going to be an issue. How do you see this plan? They're both coming in in short weeks for both. Um, unfortunately, I think they're going to be a lot of 49er fans in the building on Thursday. Oh yeah, as they always yeah. are. What are your thoughts on how this game is going to play out? Well, you know, the fact that the uh, 49ers run the ball as, effective as effectively as they do, mm-hmm. that's to their advantage in a short week because they're going to come right. in here with that pound. You know, they're going to – all they got to do is get the blocking schemes and everything. Uh, if you come in here and you're a pass-happy team on a short week, that's a lot to install, oh. a lot more to install as far as, you know, uh, protections, uh, different schemes, et cetera, et cetera, blitz packages, uh, they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna have that, but that's gonna be the short bag of stuff they bring in here. They're gonna bring that running game, which travels well. Right. That's and what I was gonna say. The defense and the running game travel travel well. well. So for them, you know, they pull off the performance they did against what I thought was a really good Carolina team going in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Been playing well. They that's got what I thought they were gonna trip up, maybe, or at least have yeah. a more difficult time. They ended up beating fifty-one to 50, thirteen. Fifty burger, dog. Man. And I don't care who you playing against to drop fifty on somebody. And it wasn't just, like I said, it, it, they, they're doing this without Garoppolo carrying any load right now. Right. You know, and maybe, who knows, maybe this is his game where on the road, <laughs> short week. But right now, if they come in with that running game the way they do it, Kittle, their defense, they're a tight end. I mean, that, I mean, that says it right there, tight end. Uh, you right. get a little from them, you get as much as you need from the running game, you get a little play action. And then the other thing, you mentioned it, I hope our fan base turns out because if it's turn and it's Halloween night, as you know, but if if our fans sell the tickets and all of a sudden now it's even a 50-50 or 60-40 draw, man, and they come in here and 
you know, get a lead or get, and they get the opportunity to put the pin the ears back and just get after Kyler because maybe we fall behind early or whatever it is, it could be a long night for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, we'll get into our picks in a second, but for me, that's my assessment of the game. I think uh, San Fran comes in here, running game established, a little play action here. Jimmy does what he has to do, looking good when the helmet's off, you know, and, uh, you know, it could be a long day for us. But the good thing is oh, you have to always have to look at the positive. Okay. At least after this game, they get an extended <laughs> few days off before the following game. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> so along those lines, one of the things to keep in mind, we talked about this when we when we were talking about the offense in terms of our midseason grades, is you have to be able to push the ball down the field. But, again, that's not his offense. That's not the offense that he runs. Now, what I thought he was trending towards, and, of course, when I say he, I mean Kingsbury, was kind of looking and seeing what you have and being able to take advantage of it. But we don't have the ability to, what, push the ball down the field, right? Or we haven't tried it, so how will we know? Here's what I thought was really interesting, and they've done this to a, done this to us a couple times. Very early in the game, first series with the uh, Saints, they did that little flea flicker type thing right, going. Right, right. And I was like, oh, snap. They go, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's going to be that kind of day, right? Right, right. I didn't see nothing like that the rest of the day. I mean, it was read option, scramble, throw five yards, get into the red zone, kick a field goal. And that was only three times, kick a field goal. So, right, right. But that little tease, in the, it's, it's like they just, you, you're out there on the street, right? Young lady's walking and a little breeze comes and her dress flies up. <laughs> You're like, hey, you know, but that's it. That's all you get is a little peek. And yeah. That seems like what we're getting, just a little peek every now and then. I'm waiting for that whole game of if you're not going to run the ball down somebody's throat, if you got to be, if it's got to be trickeration or misdirection yeah. or up tempo, I need to see more consistently of whatever your game plan is to give us that, to give you a chance to score more points, to keep pressure on their defense and keep our defense from off being on the field all the time. Now, along those lines, one of the things that is coming in uh, upon hire, Kingsbury was, he's going to be the one that's kind of in charge of the, in charge of the offense. So it seems as if it was that, uh, what is it? The uh, Ditka, Ditka Buddy Ryan, like you, you, you you take take care of this, I'll take care of that. But I think as a coach, you need to have a little bit more control or understanding of what's going on in that other room because you're ultimately the one that's held accountable for that. So I'm curious, I I would love to know how active Kingsbury is in the installment of what's going on on the defensive side of the ball because there's... There's opportunity for growth there as well, and it's, it's something that has to be has to be addressed because they have to be able to show more. Even if you go down, even if you go down in flames, run your defense the way you mm-hmm. the way it was meant to be run. As far as what his hand on everything, I, and I can under you can only imagine, and this is not just a Kingsbury problem. Right. Think about um, Cleveland. Uh, right. What's your name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kitchens. Kitchens. Yes. Think about what he's going through, and some of these other young. Co- coaches, and I don't even say young, meaning inexperienced, um, I had the, the privilege of playing with one of the greatest leaders, of, of leaders of men, um, when I was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and it was one of those things where we didn't, like, Coach Reeves, he had his hand on everything. Okay. But it wasn't like he had his hand deep down to the bottom and everything. Right. He knew what was going on at the surface and to the mid-level of the offense, which was something he was more involved in. But the defense, we had Rich Brooks, who was our defensive coordinator. Those two were hand-in-hand in terms of 
he always got the report. He knew what was, what was working, what wasn't. Same thing with special teams. We had Joe, uh, Joe D. Camillus was our special teams coach. And the thing that I, the reason I can say this is because I used to sit and sometimes watch them and listen and know how in tune coach was with this, this, and this. Coach Reeves was sometimes coming to our, def- our, our, our tight end room meetings. And, you know, tight ends, we only got three or four of us in there anyway, plus our tight end coach. And sometimes he would come in and he would just take survey, find out who's in their playbook, um, you know, as we're going through our film study and knowing our assignments and this and that, and, you know, and knowing who was uh, dragging a little bit that week or whatever. But he had his hand on everything. I don't get that impression from Kingsbury. I, I'm getting the impression that he's got a hold on the offense and he's still struggling to do that, meaning right, grasp right. it. As far as, like, special teams and defense, you know, he's like, what's going on? What are you guys doing this week? You know, that kind of thing. And that doesn't, to me, you know, that and that's that one of those special things of a, a Belichick or, you know, you talk about some of the Morris or Andy Reid, uh, different coaches that they got their, they can have their hands so deep in one thing, but at the same time they know everything else is going on as well. I don't see that yet with Kingsbury. It's going to be interesting. We always know that the, that the 49ers, they like to take it to the, they, they like to, to impose their will when it comes to playing the Cardinals because when the Cardinals were starting to trend upwards and the and the 49ers were also trending upwards and so it was those battles were a little bit more contested and a little more heated. So how do you see this one playing out? <laughs> we said it early. I think short week, uh, San Francisco comes in with the with their running game, establishes that early. Uh, you know, we got Patrick Peterson back. You know, no trade happened with the deadline and everything, so he's going to be back there. No, he got his first pick of the year, yep. uh, you know, against Drew Brees. I don't see San Francisco coming in here with, a, I guess, throw it all around the, the field mentality. If they establish that running game, a little play action here, and then they sick that defense on us, it could Ooh. be one of those, you know, Kyler could be running for his life. I, at the same time, they could surprise us, but for me, I, last week, what I picked my score, I said thirty to ten. Right? I think you did, yes. And it turned out to be thirty-one to nine. nine. So I was point-wise, I was right on. So well, same as plugged here. Yeah. But I'm gonna with this one. I don't. It's not gonna be a blowout because San Fran will be more ball control. If defense, if their defense gets into the action on and scores a TD or or maybe even two accordingly, it could get out of hand. But I'm looking at a twenty-seven. To fourteen, hope. Uh, let me see. We don't get in the red zone too much and yeah, score. So man. I'm looking at twenty-seven to thirteen. So one touchdown, two uh, field goals. Man, it might be, it might be thirty-five to ten. Because, Could be because the, I'm just curious. Yeah. What are they going to do with the running game? It, how is that going to with new faces in? Mm-hmm. How is that going to translate? And that's it, it's it's. I guess real before we move on to the the last topic that I want to talk about, can you use the aggression of a defense like the uh, like the Forty ers against them? Almost with I've heard about I heard somebody mention maybe draws or doing some of those other things. Can you do that, or or do they just not have the personnel to be able to execute something like that? Great question. You can with an uh, an aggressive, um, uh, undisciplined all oh, defense Good point. when it's aggressive Good point. but disciplined. You might get them one time with a screen or something like that. They're making those adjustments, and it's like, okay, next time, or when you see this, or this is a tip-off for that. Then all of a sudden, they're playing their cards, and they know you got the little ace, 
and the the, the two, which we call, you know, uh, higher than the, the ace, you know, the right. little, little joker, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So they know what you have if they're disciplined. Now, from what I'm seeing from that San Fran front and that, that defense in general, they look disciplined. They look so aggressive, but it's not like they're just flying all over the place and do that. No, they look, they've been able to stop just about everything. Because think about what they did to McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey's been beating up on everybody, and they yeah. had it where they they funneled him. Uh, they were, you know, got outside. They made sure Allen stayed in the pocket, and they just unleashed on him. There was a couple script. The Bosa, uh, the Bosa interception. What was that? It was a screen. It was like a little mini screen. Right. Because the lineman came out to try to chop him first. He chopped him, but Bosa was able to scoot his legs, press down, and boom, he was right up, ball right in his face. So that that's recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Speaking of recognition, this might be some people will say we like we like to recognize the NCAA for realizing the error of their ways. <laughs> but we're not I don't I don't know if we're necessarily gonna do that. Today it it came down, the news came down that NCAA essentially has cleared way for athletes to profit from their names, images and likenesses. This has been a point of contention, not just this, but really being able to compensate athletes and not it's yes, when you're looking at the more the more um uh Visible, you're talking about sports like football and basketball, but across all sports, whether it's volleyball, whether it's softball, baseball, etc., to be able to compensate the athletes because it's it's one of those things, and it's funny because my I have two brothers, my so my my uh, oldest younger brother, so my middle brother, he played uh, at, he played major college football, and so be, he, because he was on a scholarship, he wasn't able to you know you could maybe work a little bit. But you were you're not able to, for example, start a business and do and try to ball out like that. There was a punter, I want to say a kicker, that was making money from YouTube at FSU a few years ago. That was ultimately kicked off the team because he was making money when he was on scholarship. If you are a if you are a person that has a scholarship in engineering, in English, in whatever other major. You can start a business and be able to and be able to make a living and still have your scholarship. What's interesting about this is that this, while this is maybe a step in the right direction, if you think about the number of players that are on a, on a football team, easy. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Let's say you have on a on a on a college football team, what 80, 90, 100? 80 scholarship, and then you got the walk-ons. Everything usually about hundred and some change, couple of yeah. So let's so let's say let's just say a hundred, just for a nice round number. Out of those hundred. Who do you think might be able to really profit off of their likeness? Maybe eight, ten, maybe, if that. If that. If that. So that's great for those ten, that ten percent. But what about that other ninety percent that doesn't have the opportunity to say, okay, well, I can't, I can't go to the dealership around the way and try to and, and have my name plastered on on billboards and in the on the side of buses. But what if I want to start a business? What if I want to start a business because I have that acumen? What if I want to? Or what about just being compensated? For the work that you're doing besides, yeah, besides the the scholarship, because you can go to work for for corporate America, and they're gonna give you a nice uh, a nice uh, uh, benefits package in addition to what they pay you, right? So if you look at the scholarship as a benefits package, what about what you're trying to pay me as an athlete? But your thoughts on this with the NCAA? I am I, man. I hate talking about things that I have no idea. Like, and I'm saying I, we, we've all seen the reports, but right. I have no idea how it's all going to play out. And yeah. I hate speculating. Uh, I think there's some. There's a couple good things about this whole thing. Obviously, the NCAA they knew they couldn't hold out forever, right. especially with each state getting to the point where they were going to enact some type of law. 
at the same time, like you said, it's for it's going to be for such a few kids, and I worry about whether this tactic starts getting used as a recruiting vehicle right. for those kids, those five-star recruits, and each like imagine in Texas and some of these different states, Texas, where Alabama. you know these big boosters. Hey, you know I own a, a car dealership. You know you're st- now this kid's still in high school, still being recruited, still going. You know, if you go to University of Texas, you know, I got a dealership right there. And, you know, I, man, I tell you what, love to have your face on a billboard or have you out every weekend to sign some autographs, make a little money, right? right. And then who's to stop them from, you know, I can guarantee you, you come and 15 grand in your pocket, but maybe 10 or 15 grand isn't enough. And all of a sudden he's slipping an extra five in his pocket on the back side. There's going to be no way right. to regulate this. Right. I think it's good for the kid. The kids deserve off the the, the, the the blood and sweat that they put out and the money that's made off of their actions. And I'm not even getting into this argument about, you know, whether you know they're getting a free education. Well, okay, let, let's, let's, let's they, talk Just real quick, my, again, going using my brother, because he was his major was going to be something in, in the medical field. Now, he wasn't the he, – he played on the offensive line. Again, major major D1 college. So they came to him and said, "Why don't you change your Why don't you change your major?" Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because it was his major. Those classes were conflicting with yeah. the, with the football schedule. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you once you're once no. you're gone. They don't care about you. That whole thing with if they can get you into the basket weaving class, yes, you can indeed. get your you can keep your grades and do all the minimum. That's what they want because the least amount of time that you are studying, that means you're in the weight room. They got, you know, and they have some restrictions on how much they can work. But yeah. I remember my, you know, my brother being at Notre Dame, they, you know, being a Catholic school. There were times when he had to get up for morning mass and turn in time to get to practice. Uh, and this is before the sun even came up. Get all your workout, this, that. Then you go do class. Then at the end of the day, you're back out there on the football field. And that doesn't even count for the amount of time you're sitting in your room studying. Uh, you know, so there's a right. lot of demands on these kids. So I, I want them to have something. And they should be getting, they should be compensated. I don't care what anybody says to me, at least. I think with, you know, the, the millions and you can get up to the billions of dollars that, you know, for these bowl games and everybody being compensated from the presence of these schools, the True. free flights and, uh, you know, pet spa packages. And, stuff. Sure. and then a kid can't get a, a pizza from someone because that's a violation, you know. So they should be getting something. I just want to wait to see how it all shakes out before I, you know, I guess say it, it is either good or bad because, right. quite honestly, I have no idea. It should be uh, the it should be uh, to be implemented by uh, by 2021. So we shall see. Keep an eye on this, and I'm sure we'll be either talking about it here on Believe in the Arizona Cardinals or on uh, on our show, Easy Sports Easy Talk. Easy Sports Talk show here on 10:60 a.m. in Phoenix. So. That is, that does it for this episode or this this show of uh, Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. For on behalf of one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J Love Adams, and like my partner likes to say, till next week, be easy out there. Are you kidding? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.